0: Up my face. I can't erase unless they ban my favorite cards.
1: Welcome to spoiler season Amon Cat episode five. Uh we are brought to you by Flipside Gaming. Uh you should check them out at FlipsideGaming.com and New England Comics at NEC Coolidge out on Facebook. So uh that was a, a little twist on our typical theme.
0: You know, we uh, like to switch it up sometimes. We did have the text-to-speech earlier this week.
1: It's true. It's true. I- I'd say yours uh, was almost as good at that. But if you keep trying, someday you might get there.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's my goal.
1: So we're going to dive right in with uh, the spoiler that everyone is talking about. And Katie, the... <laughs> tell me a little bit about this one.
0: Yeah, this is for all you uh, cat ladies and men out there.
1: But Katie, I've been so scarred by cats. Sahili copying so many cats has been really you know, troublesome for me. Is this card really going to bring a smile to my face, as your theme song told me?
0: I mean, there's another card that will deal with the seal-heat combo, so that might bring more of a smile. But for now, this is Regal Caracol. That's a lot of A's in one word. Um, And,
1: like, two C's. Actually, like, so if you count, there's, what, seven letters in that word. Three 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 of them are A's A's, and two two are C's. C's. So it's, like, five out of seven are C's and
0: A's. All right, well, that's... That's a new word for me. So anyways, this is white, white three for a three, three cat. And it's not just a cat. It is a cat Lord. Other cats you control get plus one, plus one cat tribal confirmed and have lifelink. Um, When it enters the battlefield, put two white, uh, two one, one white cat creature tokens with lifelink (laughs) onto the battlefield.
1: Cool. Cool. What do you think of this?
0: It is five for five powers spread across three bodies which is no
1: no it's more than that oh yeah because
0: they're all pumped while the lord is out five for seven power as long as you can hang on to this main guy and even if they kill this you keep the two power i think this is awesome and limited they're also like a bunch of random creatures that happen to be cats Mm -hmm. so the the lord effect will be relevant this is probably why this is that rare um I don't think this makes sense to, to construction. Well, it. I mean,
1: I just think this is what Four Colors Tahili really needed because, yeah, you like- know, it can finally defeat <laughs> Dampening Pulse. Um, the sideboard card ah, that, yes. you know, Wizards mentioned could defeat the combo mm. that now everyone is bringing in, uh, and finally they have a way to get past that. So I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, actually, I have to say my favorite mm. spicy sideboard attack that I've seen is um, just to fog.
1: Yeah, you know, just, just fogging for a turn <laughs> and then <laughs> hope to deal with it the next turn. That works, right. I guess um yeah I, I like this card uh i think that yeah, like you said unlimited very strong uh and constructed i think that depending on how the metagame shapes up this card would be okay in a deck that wants to go really wide yeah like i'm thinking back like we have angel of invention right which is five mana makes some some little bodies as well oh, and it pumps doesn't everything. It pump everything yeah it does this doesn't really have much synergy with that because like it's not cats, they're not it's colorless, so like, yeah, I don't know. So I think that maybe if they were to reprint a card like Intangible Virtue, which gives creature tokens plus some sworn vigilance, um, then maybe we have a you could... card.
0: Well, we have another creature. We have the white blue lord who gives all. Oh no no, gives target token for combat plus one plus one. Never mind.
1: No your no spoilers, girl. Come on my bad, come on. No your spoilers. Um. So yeah, yeah, this this card I think if we got it like Intangible Virtue. Then it maybe makes sense to just kind of jam this in the same deck as Angel of Invention, which you know Angel of Invention does pump the the cats. Um, <laughs> so hey, got that going for it. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, five is very expensive for constructed. We have like Avisen and yeah.
1: You have to ask yourself like, is it better than just Archangel Avisen? Right. And I think the answer is usually no because <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking at five drops, the answer is usually no for a zip card better than Avisen.
0: Yeah. All right, our next card of the evening is Throne of the God Pharaoh. This is a two-mana legendary artifact. At the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses life equal to the number of tapped creatures you control.
1: Another way for Saheeli to defeat Thalia.
0: <gasps> yeah, Thalia or the... the, the card um, we're going to be
1: talking about in uh,
0: next. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's funny. Actually, when I first saw this, I was thinking of an aggro deck. Mm -hmm. i guess a go wide aggro deck right because again the thing that they struggle with is just sort of closing right they get in all the early damage and if you're able to survive they often can't get through the last couple and if all they have to do is like swing and not have their attackers die yeah
1: no so i disagree i think that um like in an aggro deck this is just equivalent to saying creatures you control get plus one plus oh
0: uh, that's right? true. Because that if they connect, yeah. then
1: that means they're not dying, and then they're going to drain with of turn. If they don't connect, they're probably dead because they're tiny. Um, I want. I think that if this sees play in standard, it will be in a deck that uh, taps without attacking. So uh, alongside Cryptolith, right?
0: Oh, Cryptolith, right? Yeah, that's still around. Yeah.
1: Um, so some kind of combo deck where, I mean, if you go wide enough and just tap them all for mana and like you're presumably doing some powerful stuff anyways, uh, and then this provides just another way to kill them uh, at the end of the turn.
0: Yeah. I mean, the... the...
1: Even like it has uh, synergy with um, Artifact Convoke, what's that called? Convoke. No. Oh, it's improvise. The... Improvise. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yes, I improvise. was like, convoke as
0: a mechanic, yes. <laughs> yes, but um, it's not in standard. It is not in the standard, yeah. yeah. Improvise, yeah. Improvise, crewing vehicles. There there are a couple things in this set because of exert that tap or untap. Yeah, I, I mean, the yeah, thing is. Yeah, but I think, card... like, you're not...
1: This card's not gonna do enough if you just put it in a deck that has a couple of exert cards or like has a couple of vehicles like this wants to be a combo piece in my view yeah and like therefore you put it with cryptolith Ray in the combo deck
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like that or like
1: war of innovation or invention uh, where you are gonna improvise tap everything down to get you can even you know were over were get this card and then they die
0: yeah uh i think the nice thing about this card is it it only costs two so where a lot of times we're like oh can you take off turn four can you take off a whole turn to do this um turn two yes there are cards that are going to impact the board more but but if a combo deck like that if people are bringing back cryptolith right and going wide maybe with the white i, I think this has a chance to make yeah it and you instructed. can play this later you don't
1: have to play it on turn two like this is yeah. fine it's uh, so cheap well. like
0: you can play it and something else it's yeah yeah
1: cool so yeah one to watch for i think it has some potential i will yeah. see if like you know, the metagame this season has been very hostile to any kind of deck that's trying to do something cute, right? Like right, Inspired just... Statuary, or Inspiring Statuary, uh, Cryptolith right decks have not been able to get played. Uh,
0: yeah, Mardu is just way too efficient. Right,
1: Mardu and state you just die to Sealy. Yeah. So, unfortunately. We'll see, we'll see. The next card, though, might change that a little bit. Uh, Manglehorn. This is one of the most exciting spoilers today, I think. It's an uncommon uh, beast. It's green 2 for a 2-2. When it enters the battlefield, you may destroy target artifact. Artifacts your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. So this, this is a really powerful option because um, it is good against both of the top tier decks right now. Against Mardu, this will kill a Heart of Kieran. It will kill a Scrap Heap Scrounger. It will kill whatever artifact they have. Um, and then it prevents them from, from crewing the turn they come down if they play a Scrap Heap Scrounger as well. Um, and this is good against the combo because it's kind of like a miniature Thalia because since when you copy Felat our Guardian, Sahili makes the copies artifacts, uh, it causes them to enter the battlefield tapped. So it means that they will have to kill this card before they try to combo off. Um, now, this doesn't mean that Oh, Four Colors to Healy is dead. Like, we've, no. we've been playing Thalia for a while.
0: Yeah, we have Thalia, we have Ballista, yeah. we have Grasp. There are plenty of answers to Sahili and it's still a great deck. But, um, but it's this nice is to have more... the two for
1: one. Like, yeah. this works against both of the decks, and you don't have right. to have a cyborg slot just for one or just for the other.
0: Yeah, it, it's great to have one more good answer. It has good abilities. It's still a body.
1: That's what I really like, is that um, it's kind of like a release. It's just a release the gremlins for one that also has this great ability yeah. um, and the ability to you know play this and trade off against something uh, is really nice you're going to probably get a two for one against a lot of decks
0: yeah i am I'm, I'm pretty excited about this card i'm very curious what the green deck is going to look like in the new standard because snake is obviously dead with the minus one minus one counters you don't want to double those so so yeah i'm not sure what the green deck looks like but this definitely seems like a good candidate based on on the current meta
1: yeah, I, I think that any deck that plays green will probably run this at, at the very least in its sideboard because yeah. it's so good. It's like a, you know, Rexage good when Rexage was in the enchantment format. This is just a Rexage for artifacts in the artifact format. Yeah. Um, so I think at the very least you see sideboard play um, and, you know, kind of regardless of, of what green decks emerge from, from this set. Yeah. Uh, next card we have some Magma Spray. This is a reprint. Uh, it is red instant magma spray deals two damage to target target creature if that creature would die this turn exile it instead you know what i think they should have changed the art here to what i think it should be instead of just kind of a fireball something exploding Mm -hmm. really should just be like a scrappy scrounger (laughs) burning burning very
0: specifically yeah just burning
1: like that's that's the biggest impact of this like yeah like you now have the option to go like okay i can play shock and hit Sahili combo, or I can play Magma Spray and hit Marty Vehicles, or like interchangeably sideboard one, mainboard the other, run some kind of a split. Uh, but this this card looks really good because of its interaction with heap um, Scrounger, but also because you know the set's not done yet, so we have to wait and see. But if there's playable cards that have Embalm, um, then this is going to be a really good way to get rid of those as well.
0: Yeah, I guess it's hard because so the trade-off between this and shock is shock can target the creature or sorry shock shock can target the player and this exiles so i think you're very right to key in on whether embalm is going to be a really big problem and currently scrap heap is really the only two toughness creature that you really want to exile yeah so i feel like the flexibility of being able to burn a player or a planeswalker could just make shock better and already people are like cutting shocks for fatal push because it's just a better removal spell right 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 so but I, people I have, have moved sh-
1: back toward shock really um, because of the uh Saheli decks
0: oh sure sure um,
1: or, or a split or like i know for my marty vehicles I can bring fatal pushes main and then i side into shocks against against uh, certain decks yeah yeah um, but i think the other thing about this is this is another if you end up in a control deck something like grixis uh, and you need to defeat a I don't know hypothetical mono red aggro deck. Uh, then this card is another good option for that, where you can like pay one mana to tr- kill off one of their creatures, which will be uh, be nice.
0: Yeah, definitely. Our next card is Battlefield Scavenger. This is red one for a two two. You may exert it when it attacks, as it attacks. Sorry. Uh, whenever you exert a creature, you may discard a card if you do draw a card.
1: Uh, this is an uncommon. I don't think I picked this very highly ever. <laughs> Uh, Like, I mean, I guess it depends on what I, I don't know. It feels like, I mean, it's a bear that has a a little bit of upside. Like the uh, fact that you're rummaging and not looting, that you're discarding before you're drawing makes it worse. But that's usually if you're in like the exert deck uh, that has a lot of exert cards, then like this is not bad in the late game. Like when you exert something, you get to then, uh, you know, look for something better. But it's not my favorite.
0: I, I guess I see this as being better in Limited than you might. Because, so, it can assert itself. You're, you're right that it's not as good as looting, but that's sort of usually what red does. Two for two, two, fine rate. And I think you might get benefits from discarding. There, I mean, at least if you're, like, red-blue, let's say, there's a lot of, you know, discard deal minus one, minus one counters or scry or something like that.
1: Yeah, and so, I guess you could put them bomb cards in your graveyard.
0: Yeah, so I. But
1: it feels like this, if you're paying two mana for a 2 2, late game, this is really bad because you don't want to attack. If you want the exert ability, then you don't want to attack with this. So you're just paying two mana to not do anything uh, and kind of like try to look for a card. Um, and then you have to have a card in your hand in order to do this. And like in multiple, like if you have multiple exerters that they're all triggering on, that would actually be worse because once you find a card you like, you're probably not going to want to use the other ones. So this is not my favorite card.
0: Yeah, I, I still, like, I think you're really, really down on it. I think it's fine. I don't pick it highly, but I, I just...
1: I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. It's a two for a two-two. Like, that's, it's a fine rate. Um, but but what I'm saying is, like, I don't think that this should ever be picked very highly, and I don't think its ability is very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think, like, having this ability, I don't think, is very much of an upside. Sure. Next up, we have the Glorybound Initiates. This is white one for a 3-1 human warrior. You may exert Glorybound Initiate as it attacks. When you do, it gets plus and plus three and gains the lifelink until end of turn. Katie. Katie, this this is the card. This is the card that so like I guarantee this morning, right, like Craig Wesco, Tom Ross, <laughs> they're asleep. And they woke up and they they felt a disturbance in the force. And it was this card. Because this card is is really good in mono white aggro uh, or like any kind of low to the ground like white red or white green and like this with always watching makes it a five five uh, life lifelink attacker on turn three this is good with thalia's lieutenant um i oh, oh this card looks good
0: i still see the one toughness problem and ballista just picks it off
1: doesn't matter like in a you know in a deck that's gonna go really wide right like if you're a white green or white red aggro deck um, yeah, it might get picked off, might not. If you're on the play, like they might not have a chance to. Um, but like you, you're gonna have too many threats. Like you're gonna be two go wide. So if they pick this off, you're not too upset for it, upset with that because you pay two mana for it. They're probably paying two mana for their walking ballista because you're a fast deck and they're gonna have to deploy stuff. They probably won't be able to afford to await to play it for two. Um, so you're basically trading one for one with a walking ballista, and that's okay with me. So yeah, I think that it's it's certainly weak, and it also dies to shock and magma spray and all these other fatal push dies to basically everything. But that's true about most small aggressive threats, right? You're playing the threats not because they're powerful and resilient, but because if you spam enough of them on the board with a card like Always Watching, um, then they'll your opponent will just die eventually.
0: Yeah. How relevant do you think the lifelink is?
1: I, I I really like lifelink. I think it helps uh decks that are aggressive to race against other decks, uh, aggro decks, like Uh, The big draw for me to the humans deck previously in the season was Heron's Grace Champion, because if you cast Heron's Grace Champion, um, you usually just didn't lose if you were playing against uh, Mardu or Black Red Zombies um, or any of these decks that were trying to just like aggro. You were a better aggro deck than all of the aggro decks because Mm. they couldn't kill you first, even if you were a little bit slower just because you had Heron's Grace.
0: All right. I'll, I'll
1: take it next card is watchful naga so the naga are back they uh,
0: what are what are planes walked
1: over from sultai from the sultai on uh tarkir the naga are like snake people
0: oh sneeple y-
1: yeah S- sneeple it, that's not a thing it is a thing no watch sneeple sounds bad
0: it, it's a thing uh. sneeple very so watchful naga
1: is green two for a two two naga wizard uh, you may exert Watchful Naga as it attacks. When you do, draw a card. Classic and
0: green ability. Is that Drawing uncommon? card? Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, yeah. if I had to pick, like, oh, the, you know, the white exert is going to lifelink, the the red exert will be, like, you can't block. Green exert, logically, is that you would draw a card. Right. Yeah, blue,
0: I don't know, maybe tram. <laughs>
1: blue, blue's probably something like scry one, you know, yeah. or, like, target creature doesn't untap next turn, but we are not going to tap it down in the first place, just so yeah. you
0: know. See, it's hard because I read this and I love green. So I was like, this is awesome. And then the second half of me went, but it's drawing cards and it's green. Like, I get that it's drawing cards when it's attacking, which is kind of a greenish, like... But...
1: I I think it's kind of a color pie bend a little bit. Like, green's card draw is supposed to be tied to its creatures. Exactly. Right? But, like, it seems like a stretch to say, well, if we just put draw a card on a creature, that's fine. That's a little sketchy. So I don't, like... You know, while I joke about green, you know, being very strong um, in terms of the card draw, and blue's kind of lost some of that, right? At least green's card draw has been actually tied to its abilities. So like Tireless Tracker cares about lands. Corsair Crufix cares about lands. Um, Dust Watch Recruiter helps you to search for creatures. So, like, these things are fine. But Watchful Naga... And I know the, the power level of Watchful Naga is not very high. Sure. So I'm not too worried about this being, like, super popular, or powerful, and constructed. And seeing a lot of playing, confusing people who think, Wait, drawing cards, that's in green now? Um, but I, it, it makes me a little uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I'm totally on board with you with that. But happy to play this in limited.
1: Yeah, I, I don't... It seems a little weak. Like It's
0: kind of like a... Yeah, that's true. A three mana 2-2... That. that you need to attack yeah, with, and it's, it's... probably going to die. You'd much rather block with a two-two, so you can double block something. But if you're blocking and it's dying, you're not getting to exert. Yeah, yeah.
1: not my favorite. Um, I think it's a f- it's fine, um, and I think that like if you're in a deck that has some combat tricks, this card gets a little bit better because you can.
0: Oh yeah. Your
1: opponent is going to want to block it because they don't want you to be able to draw cards repeatedly. So you know if you're looking for some like looking for a three mana two-two. <laughs> i guess this is a fine card for that uh slot
0: i kind of like even if it were just a three two it would be a lot better yeah because then i feel like at least you trade get a card anyways that's what we got our next card is blue blue two for four four this is curator of mysteries uh whenever you cycle or discard another card scry one and it has cycling for blue and it has flying Oh, yeah, it's a Sphinx that can fly.
1: Yeah, this is, I think this is kind our... Kind of key. This is this our first Sphinx of the set?
0: Is it? I think it we be. had one. I think we had a blue one.
1: We had Bird God. Obviously. Bird God's not a Sphinx.
0: No, but it's a bird.
1: Oh, wait, Katie, I have a question for you. Okay. Are Sphinxes dragons?
0: Yeah. They're, they're descended from dragons. Ah, okay, okay. Just like angels. Yes,
1: of course, of course. Yeah, so no Sphinxes yet. Yeah, this is our first Sphinx of the set. Um, this, <laughs> That's this is quite a, a
0: mouthful. First Sphinx of the Set.
1: First Sphinx of the Set. Yeah. First Sphinx of the Set. Yeah. That is fun to say. Uh, so I think that this is not a card that's going to see play in constructed formats. Nope. You're paying four mana for a 4-4 flying.
0: It has no protection. It doesn't do anything when it enters the battlefield. Correct.
1: Uh, and even the ability is not very strong. Like scrying, <laughs> whenever you cycle or discard another card, scry one. If yeah. it was draw one, then like i think about it. But even <sighs> then, eh. Yeah. Uh, and the
0: 4-4 is just, yeah. It's really underwhelming.
1: Just- but in uh, Limited, Ugh. this guy's a house. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: A four mana 4-4 four four with flying so in blue. So
0: good. That's so... It's really that's powerful. right on curve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really like this in Limited. I think it's very strong. Totally. Um, but purely for its body. Like, really nice body. Do
0: you like it for its body?
1: I, I know it's really shallow of me, but like, I don't really care about the contents of its abilities. I, <laughs> I just care about that butt.
0: Good, good power, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um it does also have cycling for blue, which is a very cheap cycling yeah, cost. It's nice. Yeah, it's funny because well, I see you, wanna, this, you never
1: cycle. This. I know I see the Kurt's cycling great. on this, and no.
0: I'm like, that's just silly. Like, when are you going to draw this and say, no, a four-four flying is not what I need? Yeah. Like, it it comes down pretty early. It's pretty cheap, and then late game, this is still a really great body, yep. and the air is going to get you through. So, yep. I, like I don't it. know when you would ever cycle it, but I guess
1: if you're like hyper screwed. Or, like, sure. you're looking for, like, one out. Oh,
0: maybe if you, you have, have something it, on the board that deals damage when you cycle.
1: Uh, or you cycle this for the win. When you, Oh, that'd be cool. Or yeah. you just need, like, one more minus one minus one counter with your demon. <laughs> and you cycle this and then kill them. Uh, but then, like,
0: Why if you have a pool with, this. like,
1: this blue card and that demon, like, that's both a pretty good pool. Lucky uh, you. Yeah, Lucky yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, our next card is a split card. I've, ugh, I'm going to preface it. i am just been really... <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed with a lot of these split cards Katie they're all at rare and none of them so far have been
0: not none stand- we were excited about the red one. one the red one was sweet. the red one
1: I think is fine it will probably see a little stand- standard double play double damage double dam. Oh, they should have called it double double da- double two damage how do you damage no. to double I don't know but In- no insult to injury I think is fine um, the other ones are at rare for like mediocre yeah and like yeah. I get that most of them are going to be two for ones and that's pretty good but anyways, failure failure to comply is... Bl- uh, failure is blue one instant. Return target spell to its owner's hand. Comply is white aftermath. Uh, choose a card name. Until your next turn, your opponents can't cast spells with the chosen name.
0: It is so weird, the choice to make comply sorcery speed. Because I see this and I'm like, okay, white, blue, one. That is the cost of reflector mage. So it's sort of like you could reflect a spell on the stack, and they can't cast it for a turn. I don't Except... even know if that
1: works. Like, if Comply was in an instant, you cast Failure, Failure resolves,
0: oh, they and could the just ability cast to bounce
1: it, and then, yeah, like, I don't think you get priority response. before they cast a spell oh. again, so.
0: All right, well. Yeah, but it's weird having Comply at Sorcery, and if you know the contents of their hand, to name a specific card that they can't cast.
1: I think, like, the best possible sequence with this card is you bounce the spell. The next turn, you use a black spell to look at their hand and take it take what you bounced uh, which means that they hopefully didn't have enough mana to replay it sure. and then you use the information you now have again about their hand to cast comply and stop them from casting something in the next turn that's the best possible sequence i can think of and it's like that's contingent on you having being an esper and having a black a discard spell and having them not have enough mana and like i'm not impressed with that at all
0: well even if you don't have the discard this could be this could slow them down a lot right A lot of our counter spells right now are like blue something, you know, counter it unless they play two or three. So this is like counter it unless they have the mana cost to pay a second time.
1: No, because it's not countered. They just cast it the next turn.
0: Well, so but assuming they don't have the mana to cast it again that turn, then on your turn, you know that card and you can delay it for yet another turn.
1: And then what happens the next turn? <laughs> well,
0: then you better kill them in that time. <laughs> I don't,
1: yeah. I, it's, but like blue white is not, in constructed, is not the colors of like, okay. Oh, yeah. Now this we're has no chance fast. in constructed.
0: I'm trying to make an argument for unlimited. I, oh, unlimited? I, I don't think this has any chance. I think chance this is okay in limited.
1: I, I don't really like it. I probably wouldn't play it in limited. But in constructed, like, anytime you have a, this blue one instant spell that bounces another spell, people no. compare it to remand. And like we had that with unsubstantiate, right? Unsubstantiate people were like,
0: "Oh, wait, what's unsubstantiate?"
1: Unsubstantiate was the same effect as failure, except it could also return a creature.
0: Oh, that's a lot right? better.
1: Creature, spell. So I think in constructed, if you're looking for this effect, you play unsubstantiate over failure. Um, but this card is is not like remand. Uh, remand cycles, and like you get to draw a cantrips, you draw a free card. This is remand with guaranteeing that the card you are going to draw off of your cantrip is comply and comply is a <laughs> terrible terrible card so I, I i i don't like it i'm not playing this
0: yeah i agree mm. Ooh, planeswalker
1: it's not like you're gonna break into song there
0: well it was a little song um
1: lily lily
0: lily spoilers with uh new it? lilies
1: oh yeah that's good
0: All right, so this is Liliana, Death's Majesty. Uh, Black, black, three for five, loyalty. So five for five, pretty good. Plus one, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. Put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Minus three, return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature is black zombie in addition to its other creature types. Minus seven, destroy all non-zombie creatures.
1: So... I was a little bit down on Gideon, on New Gideon. I the said three mana that you yeah, yeah. think like I don't think his emblem is that good. Uh, I don't like the fact that he only has he's a four four when he turns into a new creature and it's sticking up as like a temporary removal spell. You know, that it wasn't fantastic when we saw it on Kiora, and I don't imagine it's gonna be fantastic on him. Liliana, um, I think is definitely the better of the two planeswalkers. Um first, I I gotta say I think that this is the most flavorful, like capturing of liliana is a necromancer on a planeswalker card mm-hmm. right her plus one makes zombies while fueling her minus three which makes zombies <laughs> uh and then her minus seven i think is is just great um so what kind of what kind of shell are you picturing this in and constructed
0: well it has to be kind of slow because five mana is a lot i i don't know if it sees it can't quite be a control deck because you've got to have creatures to bring back or else this is no good so i think it's like a mid range, like a slow mid range deck. Like, I
1: think it's like, um, so, you know, if if black green delirium was still around, and maybe oh, this is a reason yeah. enough to try to go there, but like black green delirium was like a mid range control deck, right? Yeah, it was a control mid range deck. Um, well, and it was a
0: mid range play ish kind of until you can win. I mean, with... It was a, it was,
1: yeah, it was a control deck, okay. right? Like yeah. it's not, it had aggressive draws where right? it would like grim flare you and kill you really fast, right? Or like out Liliana and turn. Early. Yeah,
0: but for the most part, the most part
1: sure. like it played removal spells it put like Ishkana down to block stuff and then it had a win condition in Emrakul um so I think that it was you know it had elements of mid-range and it could even play aggressively but it it was very uh had a lot of elements of control as well so I think that Liliana Death Majesty would have been great in that deck yeah um and I mean because I think that the best line you can take with Liliana is play Liliana minus three and bring back Ishkana Right? And now you have Ishkina and three spiders. And then from there, just tick up. And if the game slips out of your control, minus seven, kill everything. Uh, and you're, like, you're just in such a good position. So I think Liliana is very strong. Um, I think that any kind of uh, black mid-range deck that is playing creatures and wants to be a little control-y uh, will really like her. Um, yeah. It's a, a good rate, five mana for a sick loyalty. Um, and I think the turn it comes down, you're usually going to want to... Uh, either, I mean, both of the options are good. I you you yeah. want to take her down and get like a good threat right away if you've been filling up your graveyard, All right, or so, like
0: get a noxious gear hulk.
1: Yeah, like any of those these like really good powerful threats that that have good ETBs, like any of these gear hulks, or uh, right. I mean, even in like if you're in a blue black control deck, right? You're in like blue black control and you have some critical mass of creatures. So you're on like uh, torrential. You're on noxious. Maybe you're on colitis. Uh, things like that. Being able to play this minus three, bring back Torrential Gear Hulk, and then flash back a spell is is a ton of value. Yeah, um, so I,
0: Dark Dwellers if you go red. Yeah,
1: Dark Dwellers. Um, I so I really am a big fan of Liliana, and I think that it's also viable to go play her, tick up, make a zombie. Maybe the board is like kind of empty. If so, you just tick up, tick up, tick up, and then you force them to overextend into her seven, her minus seven, right? Like, in order if you're making zombies. They're going to have to play out threats to attack through them, which means that if they don't get to kill her in two turns before she hits seven, you get to wipe away all their threats and leave behind any zombies that you you had. Yeah, so her, I' I'm, odds is pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty high or on Liliana. Or pretty
0: fast. Yeah, I think... So, a couple other things. Uh, I keep looking at her plus one, and I have this impulse to compare it to Gideon Ally of Dakar, because that zeroes to make a 2-2 knight. The difference here is Liliana costs one more. She's five mana, and and she goes up to six loyalty Gideon costs four mana and he stays at four loyalty
1: so and I think it's also relevant that her when you make the two two you're also milling yourself
0: right so I was going to say I think the other key thing is for that extra loyalty I think you want to be playing a deck that cares about the graveyard so your point about not um not noxious gear hulk the blue torrential gear hulk if you're throwing spells in your graveyard that you could flash back with torrential gear hulk or throwing back the torrential gear hulk itself. I think you want a deck that cares about the graveyard because then you just get more value.
1: Yeah, because this is also going to be if you're running cards with aftermath or you're Ugh. running cards with embalm, like Liliana is also going to be fueling that.
0: Right. And if you do the ultimate it's not
1: like you're taking turns off just to like, you know, Liliana, the last Liliana three mana, last hope, you minus two'd to mill two and then return a creature to your hand. Right. This is ticking up and you're milling two and making a zombie right away. And then minus three to put the creature right onto the battlefield.
0: Right. And if you do have any of those um, embalmed creatures, they come back as zombies. So they're going to stick around even when you ultimate.
1: Yeah. Which is, the, I think the last thing to note about her is that Gideon makes 2-2 night allies. And sure, like, ally was relevant in the <laughs> Battle for Zendikar block, but never in Constructed. Right. But Zombies is a relevant creature type in Constructed. Um, yeah. So I think the two twos are just better.
0: Ooh, like with... Um... I don't know if you would need it in this format, but if you are playing, Kaledis.
1: Oh yeah, Kaledis. This makes yeah, Kaledis cares get about just zombies. Just eat them. Lifelink,
0: huge Kalidas, Like,
1: that that seems yeah, that seems pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to play with Liliana. I think that she's going to be a, a pretty strong card in standard.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, like and because, uh, Last Hope's fallen off so much because of I vehicles. Um, but it looks like we're getting more tools to deal with vehicles and Death's Majesty. Uh, her minus three, you know, into Ishkana, I think is going to be the thing to do, um, if you can do it. Uh, so that's going to help to protect her really well. Her minus three protects herself. Her plus one protects herself. Both are advancing your board. Um, and then her minus seven is, is also going to be a really good protect herself. So I think the card is great. I'm really looking forward to it. Totally. And the art's really good.
0: Yeah, actually. And if you look up the, the large art, she's like very realistic, yeah. um, and very regal and creepy in her classic Liliana way.
1: Yeah, I, li- I like the art too. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, our next card is Hapatra, Vizier of Poisons. This is black-green for a 2-2 human cleric. It's legendary. When Hapatra, Vizier of Poisons, deals combat damage to a player, you may put a minus-one, minus-one counter on target creature. Whenever you put one or more minus-one, minus-one counters on a creature, create a 1-1 green snake creature token with death touch.
0: Thoughts? Two for two, two, we've always discussed is a pretty good rate. Um,
1: fine and constructed. Fine and limited oh, as well. I don't yeah. think it's like, you know. Yeah,
0: it's great. like a. No, no. Yeah, no, it's no, very no. fine. Right. But um, that said, it will never deal combat damage. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> a scenario where a non hasty two for two, two is going to be able to get through a board on turn three. Yeah, I and mean,
1: you play Hapatra and they're like. Gifted Aetherborn, you're like, dang it, foiled again, by <laughs> foiled by an uncommon two, yeah. two drop. Uh, you know they pay, uh, turn one of and turn two green belt rampager. Dang it, foiled <laughs> by the one mana three four. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, um, I think the first ability is pretty irrelevant because that is just straight up never going to happen. Yeah, um, all the
1: two mana cards have like also like winding constructor. Right? It has three toughness.
0: Yeah, right. Everything
1: that's two mana, like. Uh, you know, you can play Heart of Karen and, like, block it, and it, yeah. it's not going to realistically This vizier connect. just
0: has no butt.
1: That's, that's
0: true. <laughs> um, but the second ability is more interesting. Um, certainly in limited, there are lots of random ways to put minus one, minus one counters on creatures, yours and your opponent's. So the ability to just churn out death touch tokens, I think, is good.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, and if there's somehow a deck in standard that ends up caring a lot about minus one, minus one counters... Mm-hmm which I don't think there's enough motivation to do that yet at so all. So far,
0: we don't, I haven't seen yeah. cards that are, like, pushing that.
1: But if there is, then I think you treat Hippatra kind of just as, like, a two-mana enchantment that will kind of act as, like, Farika and just churn out some 1-1 Death Touchers. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: even in that case, it's just so delicate. I still yeah, don't think play Yeah, enchantments are more resilient. Than, yeah, I don't think you play it in a deck that cares about minus one, minus one, because dies to shock it dies to grasp it uh, i mean it just dies i don't to, know
1: like... I, I mean the upside is is decent like if you can get the engine going the upside is pretty like it's going to clog up the board really well and make it hard for them to attack
0: yeah i i just think it dies so easily it's it's really unlikely doesn't that doesn't die to walking ballista that is true
1: yeah
0: they have to they have to play their walking ballista for four
1: yeah. and i'm okay trading a you know four mana for, uh, for two, two. Mm-hmm. yeah probably already got some some guys right by out the it time by it's
0: turn four and they can put it no. down
1: yeah and in, no if, if they don't shoot it right away you know what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put a minus one minus one counter on their walking ballista what yeah that's so right. that they
0: can't take off all their counters without ballista dying
1: yeah because they're not clever enough to respond by taking off the counters and shooting it
0: <laughs> okay i have to say and i know everyone knows this but i love walking ballista if you have an emblem a gideon mm-hmm. emblem out and then you take off all the counters, and they're like, your ballista's dead. And you're like, no. It's a 1-1. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty cool, because you can basically, like, take off the counters, right? And then if it's still a 1-1, then you just have plenty of time to put more counters on and shoot stuff again, and it's great. It's great. Yeah. Though it is too bad that, like, if you want it to die, you can't kill it. That's like, true. If you want to flip Avicen. <laughs> if you need
0: delirium, if you want to flip Avicen, yeah. yeah. You, you can't.
1: So beware embleming your Gideon with a ballista.
0: Yeah, that's... Next card
1: is Soulscar Mage. This is red for a 1-2 prowess, a human wizard. If a source you control would deal non-combat damage to a creature an opponent controls, put that many minus one minus one counters on that creature instead.
0: Okay, well, prowess is good. I guess I'm just sad... Where are our hasty red guys?
1: I think that, so, and because we've been talking about this from the first podcast, about it looks like pieces are coming together for a mono-red aggro deck. Definitely. But none of the one-drops have haste. Right. I think that what's going to happen...
0: Do we have a two-drop with haste?
1: uh, I don't remember. Um, But I think what's going to happen is you're going to run Cartouche of Zeal. Like, you're going to need to give these things haste. Yeah. Um, And Cartouche is a really good way to do that. Uh, If you play Soulscar Mage into Cartouche of Zeal, it's going to be attacking. It's a 2-3 on that first turn, um, which is, is pretty good. So I think that... And does, does Cartouche prevent a blocker as well? It does. It yeah. does. So
0: Oh, and it'll trigger prowess. Right, That's which is why a I said big... it's
1: attacking. So 2-3. No, um, it's a
0: 3-4 because Cartouche gives plus 1 plus 1.
1: Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that Cartouche pumps. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't... Ju- um, it's not just... I was only counting the prowess. The <laughs> uh Yeah, so... I like it. I think we're seeing, like, a critical mass of one drops in red, yeah. um, along with some good options. I think that the minus one, minus one counter thing is a nice upside. It's certainly not a reason to, like, play the card. I would play this card as a one mana, one two with prowess. Uh, but it means that, like, for mono red, even if Shock doesn't kill their threat, it's going to permanently weaken it and maybe make it so that they can't block profitably or they have to block with it to live, but then their creature dies. So I I, I like it. Yeah. And the fact that... um. It's powering down the blocker's, presumably the blocker's power, I think is important. Because uh, if you, like without this card, if you just want to kill a blocker and you're like, okay, we're going to have to block, so I'm going to shock it, but then it's going to trade with my creature. But uh, reducing its power hopefully will allow you to not trade with it, but actually just straight up kill it. Especially because if you're playing a removal spell, that's going to trigger prowess on this as well and bump up this power and toughness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like you said, it does make removal spells feel doubly good because... You get the prowess trigger and the minus one, minus one. So if you can't kill the creature, you, you are weakening it. I like it in the aggro shell. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. Me too.
0: Our last card is Hazaret's Favor. This is 3-2 for an enchantment. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may have target creature you control, get plus two, plus zero, and gain haste until end of turn. If you do, sacrifice it at the beginning of your next end step. Of the next end Let step. Let me tell you, Katie. Until I, I, I got not, to the last sentence. I would not
1: go... To a party by Hazaret because the favors that he's given out suck. Yeah. They're terrible.
0: Up front, they seem pretty good. Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess it's, you know, the flavor taxes, is, gift is bestowed only once.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, say. Because after
1: you finish the five trials, he just kills you. So, I guess that's what's happening. You're getting pumped up, and then you get killed. This
0: is like, this is... Why does it kill
1: I mean like this is just bad. Like it's so bad. cards that do the same thing but don't have the sacrifice are not good enough to see play on their own. Yeah. Right? Like the haste here is a slight bump up, but like Weldfast Engineer, right, pumps an artifact creature.
0: And that um, at least is a creature. Like yeah, it's this is an enchantment.
1: An enchantment that doesn't add to the board and is gonna like make something stronger for a turn and then you lose it. So you're like, what do you play? What deck wants this? An aggro deck that you know, if it loses its creatures, it dies because <laughs> it can't pressure if, if they're trying to go wide. Like, I don't get it. I don't get the card. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been kind of like. Very and this mixed is a rare. The, yeah, I've been really mixed on the rares. A lot of the split card rares are bad. I don't like Hazaroth's favor. Um, the mythics, the gods, and the Planeswalkers so far are more exciting. Um, and there's been a couple, of, you know, the green minus one, minus one counter rares I think are good. Uh, but. Like, overall, there's going to be a lot of packs opened that uh, you're going to be pretty disappointed with the rare that you pull. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, in limited, I like, just looking at the spoilers from today, in limited, I would not play Hazareth's Favor. I would not play uh, Failure to Comply. I might not play—I probably wouldn't play Soulscar Mage. Um, Hapatra Vizier yeah. of Zero Poisons, I'd have to be in the right shell to play. Um, Glory Bound Initiate, I would play. Throne of the Pharaoh. I would not play. Regal Caracal, I would. So there's two and rares. And Oh, and Curator, yeah. Three Wouldn't rares in Lilian I would play. So today about half and half, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just, I've been a little disappointed with uh, some of the, the rares.
0: Yeah, add to your bulk rare collection.
1: Uh, okay, let's wrap it up. I think that's it, Katie, right?
0: Don't ask me questions. <laughs>
1: okay sorry uh so that uh that finishes episode number we're on five now good good we have one more day this week of new spoilers uh and then we're in the the next week it does seem like they're continuing the trend of spoiling lots of uh, uncommons and commons as well which i think is cool sprinkle in the rares hoping we see some more gods excited to have the two planeswalkers uh and i think we're we're probably expecting another uh, uh planeswalker this set
0: I hope it's green. Well, I mean,
1: it, it feels like we should get a green one because Liliana's black, Gideon's white, Bolas is Grixis. So I think uh, green and, um, yeah.
0: Mostly green Mostly is green just completely is, is absent. Out. Yeah,
1: So we'll have to wait and see. Um, okay. So we'll be back tomorrow with more. Uh, thanks again to New England Comics, uh, NEC Coolidge on Facebook, and Flipside Gaming at FlipsideGaming.com. Uh, that's it for tonight. I'm Ryan.
0: I'm Katie. And this is... Spoiler,
1: Spoiler Season. season.